0: That was good. <laughs> good job. Vacation does good for her when she goes away. And she comes um, my name is Joe Davis. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here uh, at Grace Life. We've been going through a series uh, on on Psalm 119. Uh, we're calling it Open Heart Surgery. Uh, this is week number seven, I think. And uh, no whining about it. We in week seven, okay, people? Come on. But uh, I'm going to start off by reading today's passage, then I'm going to read you an excerpt from my journal. It's a little bit longer, so I'm not going to put it up there, I'm just going to read it to you. And uh, I hope it sets the tone for vulnerability for today, because I'm, I'm going to reach into some areas in your life that uh, might make you a little bit uneasy. But it's important in our process of learning how to love God's Word that we remember things because right now what happens is our memory often is a slave to the past and it's a lot of problems for us so let me just read what the psalmist david says remember your word to your servant which you have made me hope which you in which you have made me hope this is my comfort in my affliction your promise gives me life the insolent utterly derides me but i do not turn away from your law When I think of your rules from old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law or forget your law. Your statutes have been my song. Isn't that the best way to remember things sometimes? In the house of my sojourning. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. There is so much in this passage that we could study. But I've decided today to talk about remembering. And I'll explain what this is in a little bit. The the name of the message is Tassels for Remembering. I'm going to read you a journal entry, so it's a little bit long. Just bear with me. This is written, by the way, like 23 years ago. I have painful memories from just two years ago, filled with anger, revenge, feelings of failure, and many other things. I remember being stripped of self worth and confidence. I remember feeling sick to my stomach. I remember sitting in church, sobbing uncontrollably. I remember crying out to God, begging Him to take the pain away. And Father, you certainly did that. It all started when I began to remember God's Word. I remember times of prayer. I remember God providing me a teaching job. I remember God giving me the dream of coaching a football team and going undefeated. I remember God bringing people into my life that loved me and restored my confidence. I remember God leading me to this church I'm in right now and giving me this job as a pastor. I remember God giving me a wife in that church. I remember those works of old. I remember all the things that I have learned, the wow things in your word since that time. I remember all the times I needed cleansing, and you granted it. I remember praising you once I realized all you had done for me. I remember. I am moved to tears now just thinking about how you're healing and blessing and how you lifted me out of darkness and put me in a wide place. I will always remember all these works of old and be strengthened by that memory, how you confirmed your word to me. It will renew my strength to get through the pain that will inevitably become in the future. No matter what it is, I will face it with confidence, remembering my gracious God and his precious word. That is my source of strength. Throughout scripture, I just gave you half the list here. Here are some examples of the scripture referring to the idea of remembering God's word. Remembering truth. Remembering what God has done in your life. All through there. So something tells me that it might be a very important concept. Remembering. Unfortunately, oftentimes remembering doesn't happen without a little bit of discipline. And effort. This is just an example of the uses of memory in the Bible. And what I want to talk to you today about from... and. Do you understand this whole series that we're doing is a product of memories? They're taken straight out of my journals. And when I read them, sometimes they make me a little nervous. Like, I didn't tell you exactly what happened when I wrote that, that caused me all that pain. But I'm sharing it with you anyway. So why do we want to bother with remembering God's word? Well, first of all, it can be a warning system. And this right here is the key to today's message. So it just kind of... Give me, let me set you a story. It's in 1 Samuel 24. By the way, this is an example of David in his life, the guy who wrote this. So here's what's happening. God has chosen that David will replace Saul as king. <clears throat> Saul is upset. Saul is angry. Saul is jealous. Saul wants to kill David. David's not king yet. And so David flees Jerusalem. And Saul gets an army of men and says, we're going to pursue David into the wilderness we're going to find him and kill him because I don't want him to take away my throne. They can't find him anywhere. David's hiding with his mighty men in the, in the wilderness and Saul's looking, he can't find him. And all of a sudden, this is, the scripture says this, Saul needs to go to the bathroom. He goes into a, cur, a cave. He did not know this, but David and his men were hiding in this cave. So Saul says to his men, you wait here. I'm going to go in and, as the scripture says, relieve myself. So he goes in. He goes to the bathroom, and David's men are saying, the guy who's trying to kill you is right there. His men are outside. You can take care of this all right now. Take him out. Kill him. The scripture says David grabs a knife, and he's right behind Saul. He could kill Saul. And all his worries are done. But then he looks on the corner of Saul's garment, and this is uh, This is like triple X, so it's really big, so I'm just going to put it on for a second. But here's the way Jewish men would. They would have these little things they wear underneath their clothes, and they had these tassels on the corner. And the scripture says that David is in the cave. He sees Saul relieving himself, and David can kill him right there. But he sneaks up behind Saul, and instead of killing him, he sees these tassels that are supposed to remind you of God's word. And I'll read the passage for you in just a minute. And he cuts the corner of Saul's garment off. So the story goes, what happens is, Saul is done, and he's starting to walk out of the cave. And David comes out from, behind, from the back of the cave. Oh, master, my king. And he holds up the corner of Saul, and Saul looks, and there's a garment. You cut the garment? How did you? King, I could have killed you. But far be it from me to touch the Lord's anointed. Because the scripture says, thou shalt not touch the Lord's anointed. And I remembered that. And so I just cut your tassel off, but I could have killed you. And the scripture says Saul was feeling guilty. And he leaves. And he hates himself for it. See, Saul was wearing the tassels, but forgotten God's word. David saw the tassels and remembered. In Numbers chapter 15, 39 and 40, here's what it says. This is what God told the men of Israel to do. You Ready? And you shall have a tassel on the corner of your garment that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them so that you may not follow the harlotry to which your own heart and your own eyes are naturally inclined to go to. Remember, we talked about that in one of our previous lessons, incline my heart to hear your word and not pursue worthless things. And that you will remember and do all of my commandments and be separate from the world for your God. David cuts the corner of the robe, which is supposed to remind Saul about being godly. And as Saul leaves, he holds it up with the tassels. And it's a two-sided picture here. There's one of David remembering God's word and one of Saul forgetting. And I believe as David looked at those tassels, he remembered He realized he would have been disqualified from being king had he killed Saul. So the first thing that God's word do when you remember it, it's a warning system. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't do this. You know the next thing it's beneficial to remember God's word? It's a light during the night. This was in one of the songs that Megan played. I'm going to read some passages to you. Deuteronomy 7.18, Deuteronomy 32.7, and Psalm 42.4. I'm just going to read them. First of all, 7.18. You shall not be afraid of them. You shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all of Egypt. Psalm uh, Deuteronomy 32, 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father. He'll show you. Your elders, they will also tell you. Psalm 42, 4. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the crowd. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. And what he says, I used to go to the crowd, but now I go with God because I remember the works of old when things get tough. So it's a light during the night. You know what else remembering God's word is? It's a springboard to praise. Psalm 143, verse 4, it says this. I remember the days of old. I meditate and think about all your works. That's what I was doing in my journal entry that I read for you. I mused on all the works of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Deuteronomy 5.15. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you from there by his mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to worship on the Sabbath. First Chronicles 16, 12. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. See, when you remember God's word and his works, it gives you cause to praise him, not just in a worship set, but in all areas of life. The whole core, the key, the foundation of knowing to praise God is remembering who he is and what he has done, and what he says in his word. So those are the benefits of remembering God's word. But here's the problem. Our memories need to be reprogrammed. Pastor Joe, that sounds great. All that stuff is good, but it's such a theory because my memory is so full of garbage. My memory is so full of junk. It doesn't benefit me. As a matter of fact, my memory harms me. It holds me hostage almost daily. It's ravaged by my sin, it's ravaged by pain, it's ravaged by betrayal. My memory has a lot of disappointment. I have a lot of memories of personal failure. I'm embarrassed, I'm shackled. And therefore, what happens is when you have that type of memory, you obsess about your own failures. You know what else it does? It blinds you to what God is doing in your life. All you can do is think about the negative things in your memory, and you miss what God is doing right here, right now. And you know what else it does? This is kind of funny, because it will make you focus. And here's what I called it. Uh, I wrote it down. Fantasy temporal trinkets. And what you'll start doing is you'll start thinking boy, I'm just going to keep looking at this yearbook because I remember how good it was in high school. I'm going to keep this little little token of when we were at this place with this group of friends because that was a great day. And you start thinking that those are the things that, those are just temporal fantasy trinkets. They're not really memories. You think they were great times, but in reality, the scripture says this, what is the cause that you say that the former days are better than these? For you are not wise when you ask this question. The scripture says that. See, to make your memory useful, you need to transform it. And it needs to be reprogrammed with the Word of God. And I'm getting somewhere for this, so just stick with me. I remember your judgments of old, O oh Lord, and have comforted myself. And it starts with diligent inquiry into the Scripture. And there must be a memory somehow, guys, of what you learn. These wow things, these tremendous things that God gives you, you have to remember them. And it will lead to the following. First of all, it will help you focus on God and His glory during the night. By night, I mean difficult times. I remember your name in the night, O Lord. What that means is when you go through a hard time, the first place you go is to the arms of remembering your heavenly dad, what he has said, what he has done, what he promises to do. You run there. As a family, we went through our tragedy a few years ago. That's where we went. You know what else happens? You begin to have this ability to recall instructions From God's word, this has become mine and I kept your precepts, the psalmist says. And so as the word of God reprograms your memory, you can focus on him during the hard times. And you know what I remember most about the hard times that I've been through in the last 20 years? Honestly, I could tell you what I remember more than anything is what God did in me and for me and through me during those times. Because this has become mine because I have kept your precepts. You know what else happens when God reprograms your memory through his word? It replaces memories of guilt, listen, with grace. It replaces memories of guilt and shame and embarrassment with grace and mercy and comfort. Here's some more verses for you: Romans 12:2 2 and 2 Corinthians 5:17. Listen to these. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the reprogramming. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's a great one. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have to believe that and you have to remember that in the midst of your failures. Look, I'm not going to intimidate you into telling you what works best for you. But you've got to start to begin making memories of the wow things that God is teaching you whether it be through a sermon series or your own time in God's word or a discussion with friends. I mean, if you found a huge, expensive diamond, man, this is a great diamond. Would you just toss it in the back of your car and forget it? But that's what, it's, I don't know why, but as Christians, we do that all the time. God gives us something great, a wow thing. That's really cool. I'm going to throw it in the back of the car. Maybe I'll find it one day. Maybe I won't. If it was a diamond, you'd put a lot of effort and discipline, would you not? Into preserving it, knowing exactly where it was at all times, at your fingertips, so you could access it when you needed it. But we don't take that effort when it comes to wow things in Scripture. I don't know why. The difference between those whom God has called and those who aren't connected to the Father, you know what the difference is? The Word of God And its concepts are remembered. That's the difference. And they are constantly in your thought process. In fact, here's what I'm telling you. Listen, this is a pivotal message for you in your ability to learn how to love God's word right here. Remembering is the catalyst of this whole sermon series. And I share them with you each week, do I not? Here's what I promise you. As your pastor, as your friend, if you do what we are teaching you to do, if you find the tassels that work for you, these new memories will transform your daily thought process. Your interaction with the world around you will change. You won't be perfect, but you will have an unmistakable new direction. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders, the wow things, and the judgments of his mouth. Are you doing anything actively that actually does that? I mean, this is the secret, team, right here. 2 Corinthians 3, 2 and 3. You are our epistle. I love the way Paul says this. You are our epistle, in other words, letter, written in our hearts. Known and read by all men, clearly you are an epistle of Christ, a letter of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is, of the heart. Tassels on the heart. So what God was doing as I was reading this and studying this passage. In my life, I need tassels to remind me of the commandments of God. I need something to keep the word of God close to my heart. I need something to keep me mindful, to obey the word of God consistently. I need God to hang tassels on my heart. The only difference between me and the world is how big a grip the Word of God has on my tablet of flesh. If you really want to understand how a relationship with God's Word can transform your life, you gotta start remembering. For me, it was obsessive, compulsive, meticulous journaling. And if you don't love Jesus... I'm just kidding. No, you don't have to do that, okay? <laughs> Look, there are so many different things out there. You could just take like a, a, a notepad written or on your computer. You don't have to journal like I did. Just say, hey, today, this is a wild thing. It doesn't have to be written even. If you're artistic, maybe you could put it in a song. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going to judge what your tassels are. But church, you need tassels. You have got to have them or you will never grow in your faith. You've got to be able to have a wealth of memories that you can draw upon that change your heart and mind. You have to have this, this stored up vault of memories that will help you in the night. That will be an early warning system that give you the motivation to praise God because without them, you're just like everyone else with bad memories that need to be reprogrammed. Heavenly dad, we got to remember. We need your help in remembering. Lord, give us creativity to know what works with our personality, with our thought process. Some of of us, it may be journaling. Some of us, it might be music. Some of us, it might be cliff notes. We don't know, God. I just know that each person in this room needs tassels we have to remember your works of old. We have to remember the wild things. We asked you to reveal them to us in our prayer list we talked about a couple weeks ago. We asked you to reveal them. Help us to make sure that we save those diamonds and keep them in a place where we know where they are at all times. Pin tassels on our hearts, on our tablets of flesh. Reprogram our dirty, Filthy, tattered memories with wild things and works of your hands in our life.